In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh. And my dungeon-crawling Anthony Bourdain, my uh, D&D Guy Fieri, is the one, the only. Just a spoonful of algae helps the <laughs> goblin go down, the <laughs> goblin go down. Travis Rats here. Oh, right. Welcome to Comic Exposure, where Travis and Rats and I, Travis Rats and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or we talk about what's going on in our world of nerddom. You folks are on a comic book club episode. And Travis and I are on a, we're in a rabbit hole, Travis. We made the decision to, uh, we, we made the decision to, one, talk about manga, read a Western sort of manga, uh, Scott Pilgrim, and then we made the leap. You read a billion things of One Piece, and there was no way I was going to keep up with you and do that with you. But I saw this thing on Netflix this show, this anime on Netflix that's based on a manga called Delicious in Dungeon. And that's what I said, dude, we should read it. Let's keep this idea going. Let's float this thing. Let's do something that that's different. We haven't really done. I think we've read one real manga on the show. And so that was years ago. And it's mm-hmm. hard to believe it was years ago, but it's got to it's got to be like five, six years ago at this point. Oh, so, yeah, at least. so we are reading Delicious in Dungeon. Uh, which is a manga that is now an anime on Netflix. And this is normally where I tell you uh, Ryoko. Yeah, who's the publisher? Ryoko yeah. Kui, Kui uh, is the name. Kui, yeah. Kui is the name of the writer. Uh, but I don't know who publishes it because I don't know where you find that information in a manga. Let me it's, go. It's one not on the cover. moment. <laughs> Let me go to the back cover. Oh, back cover. Publisher is not responsible. Yen Press is Yen an impress. Yeah. So you, you can, yeah, you can find the this. Impressive. Yes, the impressive. You can find this on uh, Kindle. That's where I found it. That's where Travis and I read it. I was very quick. I almost bought it. I wanted it. I needed to taste it first before I buy it in paperback. Because the paper, see, the paperbacks are only like seven bucks a piece. That's how. That's how the manga gets you, Travis Rats. Seven bucks for a no. book. That's and how they get you. Affordable price pointing. Yeah. So and that's gonna, only. That's only going to get you like two Western floppies right and for me i go like okay i kind of like i'm gonna play i'm just show my hand i really had fun reading this and for me i kind of want to go and go like maybe this is the one that i read a bunch of right because i think there's only volumes are there's only 10 and there's only 10 right now right oh wow so for me i go like that's a that's a fun i could do that this could be a fun little thing to just read on the side every once in a while, just order one on Amazon and, and, and pick up the next thing of it. So Travis, let's, let's talk, give us a little bit. What oh, is del- and this one we have, we have to say too, because this is unlike Scott Pilgrim, which was not translated manga. This is translated by yes. Taylor angle, Taylor angle. So <clears throat> here's what we need to do. Travis, can you lay out for the good folks at home? What this is, what this book is about? Oh yeah. It's an easy one. Okay. <laughs> It is actually the a, premise is very a, easy. A party of uh, uh, 
D&D type adventurers uh, start the book out fighting a dragon in the dungeons of this world that they live in, this magical world they live in. One of their party is eaten by the dragon. The other party escapes the dungeon. All right. The leader of the party decides that they cannot leave their fellow traveler to and the his jaws sister of the dragon. It's his sister. That's right. Yeah. His sister. All right. Which makes it a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they seem we'll talk about it we'll talk about their urgency in this book um and so they decide that they're going to go back into it but they've lost all their provisions they've lost like all all their kind of um loot and D. Yeah. yeah yeah you know the term josh you you should probably be explaining this you know all the terms <laughs> of D. uh and so they decide all right they're going to go back into the but they're unprepared they don't have money to buy food they get into the dungeons and they quickly find a like a, a dungeon sherpa but this yeah. dungeon sherpa is more like a dungeon sheffa because uh <laughs> this uh uh, character is able to, he, he spent time in the dungeon and he knows how to find food in particular he knows how to make food out of the monsters that live in the dungeon and so as the party quests for the lost sister uh, they must uh, along the way fight different monsters and cook them up in very uh, delicious meals it's just the premise is so silly it's so, it is. It's so, it's so goofy I, and it comes down to like, it's going to take a really long time for this dragon to digest our sister because the dragon is so big. It's going to take a really long time to digest her. So we've got time to make it to her and find her. And it's funny because like the two of the party members left the party, like they give them their resignation papers because they're joining a different dungeon party. Uh, it talks about all the stuff they left. And so they have to make it down in the levels of the dungeon, which if you've ever played, like a dungeon crawling video game or play D and D it's very much like, Oh, the next level in the dungeon, you go down the stairs and here's the next level of dungeon and the next level of monsters. And it gets harder as you go. And this gives an opportunity for the writer uh, to really the writer illustrator to really kind of like play with dungeon monsters to sort of play off all of the things that come with um, Dungeons and Dragons, whether that's video games like RPGs or, um, you know, dungeon crawling books, right? The amount of fantasy books that you can play into and then just give your own goofy, silly spin on all these things. So I'm in a really I'm in a, a bizarro place right now, Travis, as I'm reading this, I'm also playing. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is a like Japanese role playing game, uh, where you are fighting slime and orcs and traveling like, on the, like in a board, like a board no, game. No, no, like, like a video oh. game. So I'm playing it. I'm okay. playing it on my PlayStation. Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, on my phone, I was playing the original Dragon Quest One, which is like a regular Nintendo video game where you're fighting same like slimes and you're going into dungeons and fighting dragons and dungeons. So this is very much like I'm in this, in this weird space right now as I'm reading this. And this is such a fun play on that. Let's, let's kind of dive into what did you think about? All right, we're going to read, we're going to read a manga. Let's, let's do this. Let's dive in. What, what were your expectations well, going into it? Well, if, uh, if I can get my computer up and running and, and if, if so, we have put out our manga episode, if not, one of our few episodes we've lost <laughs> in there. We talked about the ability for a manga to go really niche 
yeah. what it like what what they talk about like you yeah. can have one on fishing right or yeah. uh, one on crocheting um so uh i've come to ex- like it wasn't su- it wasn't surprising the absurdity of these ma- manga <laughs> concepts um isn't as surprising to me anymore they're more just intriguing so i was like oh these two flavors don't seem like they would get along together dungeons and dragons and like a cooking show right uh so I was like all in for the ride. Um, and but what I was su- surprised about uh, in this was just the amount of humor in this book. Yeah. Like the well executed humor, even it being humor that is translated. Right. Because that's sometimes one of the things that can get lost first in a translation of it. So I was going into this being like, OK, it's it's going to be a, a funny uh, uh, kind of tongue in cheek manga, but it's translated will the humor still come across? And surprisingly it it did for me, at least it does. The humor comes across very good. And I I think it, I think it does because it plays on something that's just in the, it's just a part of pop culture, right? Like whether you, I mean, you and I growing up as kind of nerdy kids, but at least the idea of Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy books, I mean, Lord of the Rings was a giant you know, a huge, massive, successful film, right? Like film series, The right. Hobbit, a giant film series. Just last year, that Dungeons and Dragons movie came out, right? And you think of like how big Stranger Things kind of rebirthed this idea that anybody can play Dungeons and Dragons. And it's kind of in the zeitgeist, this idea of dungeons and, you know, there being monsters and these different types of monsters. And so I thought it was like a really sort of like just a, it was a it's a fun thing to play with because I think the tropes of it allow you to just do silly things, although it should like I think that's the one fun thing about it is you can play this dungeon crawling thing dead serious, right? And dark and gritty, or you can play it dumb and silly and just like, oh, hey, the slime landed on your head. Here's how you kill the slime. Here's how you cook it and eat it. Right. Like this like now when you've played dungeons and dragons like yeah. the, the actual like game or like the yeah. equivalent you know worlds in it do you tend to if you're the dungeon master do you tend to go more serious or do you tend to kind of go more lighthearted with it um i think it really depends on who's playing with you right but for me i try to mm-hmm. tread the kind of middle ground right like right not, not too serious because then it become then it's like all about the it's too much about the rules if you try to go really serious mm-hmm. like oh your torch burned out Oh, you don't have any supplies to build another one in the dark. You you know, like you just have to get way too into the into like the mechanics of it to really play it serious, serious. Um, gotcha. But, but I think like this allows you to just do it in a very like doofy. It, it lets you kind of have fun with it. And I really enjoy that. That's what this book is doing. Right, right, right. Yeah. The sense that it's not like. Um, and then he grabbed the the blade, but the blade had the uh, the blood of a thousand dead elves on it, so it was cursed. You know, like yeah. you know, and it was even uh, that. What even that you could play funny, right? I think that's the right. I think that's what what's so great about this genre is like even the serious things that you say sound funny, right? Like just like you could ham up any aspect of I think dungeon crawling um in a way that that makes it like just goofy because it is goofy right like well, the premise yeah, and, is and in in this book too the the characters in the the manga uh are seem to be very aware that they're in a 
yeah. a D and D game. Right. Almost like they are themselves just the avatars, right? So one of the, one of the tropes in here is uh, that when you die in this world, like a Dungeons and Dragons world, like you can be resurrected. Like yeah. resurrect. I mean, there's a bit in here. There's a potion for where, it, right? <laughs> yeah, where there's a bunch of dead bodies in the early part of the cave, and they're like, "Oh, you're not going to find very many bodies up here because." You know, they have people that come and resurrect them because when you resurrect someone, they have to give you something or whatever yeah. it is. So yeah. it, 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 it right off the bat, like they're like, hey, the stakes in this aren't super high. Like, right. like the sense of like you're going to meet these characters and you do like the characters and they, they are different from yeah. each other. So you do kind of fall in love with the characters. But you never really worry that like date like a lot of danger is going to come to them. Well, the first character goes like he goes and does a flashback. the The last scene in this is about living armor and about how he died. He's like, and that's the first time I died, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You know, like that's like living armor killed me. That's the first time. I, that's how I got my sword, right? From the living armor. Like that's how he died the first it's, time. It's like expected you're going to die a couple of times right. in, this, in this world. Yeah. The sword that stabbed him is his sword, right? So it's this right. very, it's this very kind of like goofy take on it. Let, let's talk characters really quick. So, I mean, in true dungeons and dragons flavor we've got the knight the wizard the thief and the barbarian right like there's it is tropey beyond trope right <laughs> it's right right the elf wizard the dwarf barbarian and like the hobbit thief right or the halfling thief and the guy just the one regular dude is the knight it is it is to a t a dungeons and dragons party <laughs> exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know that the 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 dwarf has the giant beard. I think he's a dwarf. He's shorter than everybody, but like the cook. Yeah, he looks like a dwarf. He's got the, and he's got the helmet with the horns. Yeah, on the horns it. on it. Yeah, and the and the thief is like at one point takes his little shoes off so he can walk through the dungeon quietly to like find all the traps. It is tremendously. I think there's this thing where it could lean into tropes and go like, oh. oh. But it leans into tropes so hard that it's it's delightful. It just it just leans into them in such a goofy way that it's just it's fun. So out of those characters, Travis, which one did you find the most compelling or which one was the best for you? If you if you had to go to dinner, right, because this is delicious and dungeon. If you had to go to dinner with one of these dungeon crawlers, which one would you want to hang out with? Well, it's got to be down to two for me, and I, I guess I'm going to go with maybe the obvious one, but the, the dwarf, right? Uh, this guy is great um, because he he's obviously just hangs out in the dungeon all the time, right? <laughs> like he's just wandering around there, finding monsters and figuring out different ways to cook them. Like he's learning, like he's, yeah. he's just learning stuff on there. Um, and he's so stolid in like his approach where it's just like, yeah, we're going to cook that. We're going to eat it. <laughs> right and then the opposite would be the uh the elf the magic yeah uh girl who is like the straight man like we can't eat that we can't do that and th that pairing of the two yeah. is, is really strong i think how about yeah. you do you have a favorite um i really i think the dwarf is really great and i do love the thief because of how he's like the serious character right there's he, get, he gets some time at the end yeah yeah there's a whole scene where he's the when they do the um uh, they find the trap room right and not trap mm -hmm. like the the sense of like drugs and the, my trap party, but they find the room full of all the traps and all the booby traps and stuff. And he uh, he has to disarm them and he takes it so seriously and gets so mad at the dwarf 
but then kind of like warms up and you can see like, again, how the, the just leaning into it, like, of course the, 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 the kind of goofy dwarf and the super serious like thief are going to become really good friends, right? You can see it right. develop right there. Like it's, it's spot on, but I think both of those characters are fun. I think if you want to find a good place to eat, the dwarf is going to take you there and he'd have good stories to tell. Cause he's just a grubby dwarf living in the dungeon. Right. I think yeah. that, I think the thief could tell you about his wild escapades as he's like, dis- he would tell you about the weirdest traps he's disarmed and, and all. Yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. I, I think that would be a, a fun one. Uh, the night's a little too serious. Yeah. And, he's yeah. But, he's like the Cyclops, right? Yeah. He is the Cyclops, but he's also very obsessed with eating monsters like just i do love his thing of every time he comes across new monsters like i wonder what he tastes like yeah <laughs> the, the i think no you go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no i was gonna well, say I was saying we, we were talking around uh yeah. i was gonna sw- switch to another topic so we're, yeah we're, that's what i was gonna go ahead go ahead hit your next topic yeah so we've been kind of talking around this but the, even though it's a volume uh yeah. and like the individual i'm gonna put in quotes issues in this volume they do have a uh it's like a it's like a set pattern yeah right so as we move through this dungeon and as we're trying to get closer to this red dragon that ate the leader's sister, um, each of the episodes, each of the issues is they yeah. come across a new monster that allows them to prepare a new dish. And, yes. and I think for most, if not all of the mini issues in this volume, the issue is like named after like the type yeah. of meal they're going to create after th- this monster, which makes it so much fun because, you know, it becomes like it said it is monster of the week. Yes. Like in a Buffy episode, but if like Buffy ate all the things that came out well, of the hell it, now. It, what it reminds me, it was like if Anthony Bourdain, instead of taking you to like uh, Singapore or like Bangkok was like, uh, we're going to go to a dungeon and we're going to eat what the people eat. Right. <laughs> like He's just taking you right. on, uh, taking you on a trip and like going, OK, uh, here, because I remember watching one episode. He was I think he was in Mexico and they eat an armadillo or maybe that was the other guy. Who's the guy who ate all the weird stuff? I think oh, no, yes. that, it's not Bourdain, but yeah, I yeah, the about. bald guy who like mm-hmm. uh, eats weird food wherever he goes. It's it's him taking you through the dungeon and being like, oh, we're going to eat this thing. But I think you're right. It really leans hard. It, it like goes into that idea of like. This is the first one's hot pot, right? Yeah, so they, yeah, start, yeah. they start off at the just at the dungeon entrance with everybody. And what are we going to eat and how are we going to eat it? Right. And then. I, that's a really fun structure. It is that Buffy structure. You get to go like, okay, what's the monster and how are we going to eat it? Like not only it's not, how are we going to kill it? Defeat how the we, monster. Yeah. How are we going to eat it? And that's such a like, like fun premise, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it adds a whole extra layer to it. I mean, cause you could do a whole book where it's just monster of the issue or monster of the week. And how do we defeat it, right? Yeah. Uh, here it gives you an extra thing. And in fact, the extra thing becomes the what you're waiting for. It's like, I don't care how they defeat the, uh, we'll talk about some of these monsters and pick our <laughs> yeah. favorite in a second. Uh, but uh, it's, it doesn't matter how we defeat it. It's how we cook it. Right. And in some ways, it makes, me, it makes me think it's a little bit satire too. Because, you know, the idea is like, oh, that's so gross. Like, how are you going to eat it? Or like, that seems dangerous. How are you going to eat it? But that's what we do as human beings. Yeah. Like the only reason that like it's not gross that we eat cows or some of the, like foie gras, yeah. right? It's just because it's just accepted, right? Right. Yeah. And I, here is we're gonna, we're gonna eat some of these weird animals and and it becomes normal. 
Well, I think it leans. I think it's also that idea of like as a reading this as Americans, right? Uh, you lived in Japan, um, and there are you know when you think of things like you think of things like sushi or the parts of animals that they eat in 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 you know Asia, whether you know in China or Japan or Korea, like. I'm I'm not like going to a place and be like, oh yeah, man, give me them chicken feet, right? But that's something that like that's a in Chinese dishes, right? Like right. the like, oh, this is eel. Like just think about, I mean, I've had eel at sushi, but when you think about what that animal is and what it looks like, that is a dungeon monster, right? Like, yeah, there's a lake. Well, full we think of about eel. the things from the bottom of the ocean, like lobsters right. and stuff like yeah, that. You know? Right. Well, that's what they eat. That first, the very first meal is a giant scorpion. And what is a giant scorpion if not just a big ass lobster? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. So we got to talk about some of the these monsters. Yeah. Uh, at least if I can just quickly swipe through here and so, we go through them all. So you talked about the first one. The first yeah. One the first was one was the, what, the the first one is that giant a giant scorpion that they kind of bait out of a hole. Right. So they eat this giant scorpion. And then is the scorpion with the slime? Or is the slime with yeah, the, next they use the uh Yeah, they use the slime on there as well. Yeah. Um, so it's their first animal. And so they have to like they have to get like several ingredients because yeah. the best thing is like they will use ingredients from a previous issue's kill to yes. make the new dish. So it all <laughs> kind of builds on to each yes. other. But and I think and and so the first one is like the scorpion uh, that they dig out, and then a slime oozes on the face of one of them, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we oh, can no, use no, that no, too." No, and the third one, uh, too, in that one is the the mushroom, like the yes. the huge, like the the walking mushroom. <laughs> so it's the huge scorpion and walking mushroom hot pot. Yes. And so they, it's funny how they like it's a mushroom, and they cut the legs off and the arms off, <laughs> just like, and then you just cook those. The whole premise is silly, and then the second episode—it's it's also great that that the the mushroom comes out as they're entering like the dungeon, basically. Yeah, and because it's, it's like the easiest, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's like the like the low lowest level villain monster, right? Right. It very much is, and if you think about it, and I'm gonna be very like having played lots of role playing games as a kid, Final Fantasy, you know, on on Nintendo, Final Fantasy, and Dragon Quest, and you know, all of these different series it is very much like these are your early monsters, right? Like a, like a big scorpion, a slime monster and a mushroom. Like this is, those are the first easiest monsters you fight in dragon quest. Like yeah, literally. Yeah. You don't go right. to like the Cyclops or the Minotaur, or right. the, the <laughs> dragon, right? You're fighting these little things. And then the second, what's the second thing they eat, Travis? What are they eating in the second one? Uh, that is now we're going into, is that the cock? the the second one is the man oh no the plant the second one is the yeah. plant it, it is the uh um so uh, <laughs> the dwarf guy he knows all about it and he he's constantly like as they're like we need to do this thing he goes yeah but we can't go in malnourished yeah and it, it's not just about getting food it's about getting a balanced diet which is right? great <laughs> they talk so, about the other like, team and he's like if they're if they're just eating dried jerky that's gonna do this to them right he's like you gotta have yeah he's like, so we don't have we need we need nutrients uh so the second thing they get is a plant and they make a man-eating plant tart yeah so like fruits and vegetables man-eating plants it does look very good <laughs> Um, then we go into the uh, uh, roasted basilisk. Yes, the roasted uh, basilisk. basilisk. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, in this book, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's great. Brilliant design. It's a giant chicken with a snake tail. And then. Right? Or, excuse me. It's a giant, it's a snake, a snake with a chicken tail. 
with the chicken tail. Just, just so I, th- to just jump to art right away, just to kind of like as we're in this, the amount of like silly diagrams about like the levels of the dungeon or the anatomy of the animals or, or how the nutrition of or the, the nutrition the facts, pyramid. right? The food pyramid or how a trap works. All of those things are just it chef's kiss, man. It like, those are the things I love in comic books. And they're very much like, it is very much. Here's my dungeon map, right? Here's my, like, here's the weak spot of this animal, right? All of those are this monster you have to fight. Those are very gamey. It's gamified. And you're reading this very gamified thing. And there's one, there's even one shot where it's like everything that's in the dwarf's pack, right? And right. man, man, do I love an everybody and everything in someone's pack photo, right? Like a picture <laughs> of everything that that character is carrying, because it really is. It's your character sheet in D&D, right? Like, oh, I've got thieves tools and I've got a pot and I've got like all of these things in my bag. Um, just great stuff. And so that's the second one. And then the third one is um, they eat the giant bat. Um and what's with the giant? What do they eat with the giant bat? An omelet. Oh, that's right. So they do. Oh, the omelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The omelet. Yeah. The omelet is the eggs, mandrake. The mandrakes, and then the eggs from the giant bats. Basilisk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The basilisk eggs, which are like squishy, like jelly beans, which is <laughs> just because snakes' eggs are yeah. squishy. Then the second one is the um, uh, uh, mandrake uh, uh, kakiji, uh, kakiji. Yeah, uh, the like the fried because they 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 use they use the traps, the oil from the traps and the flame from the traps, to, like fry something in the dungeon. And that's a great that's a great one, because like the the thief is so mad that he no one is respecting what he does. Right. Exactly. And, and he's like just playing with it of like, no, nah, you just cook it on the thing like the hot oil spraying in his face and he's holding the like the uh the um walk to catch the hot oil so he can fry everything in it just great he's like the traps are my expertise right you yeah. are cooking you are magic <laughs> yeah he's he so offend, offended just so cool. serious about it let's talk about the art on this yeah okay so one uh we are dealing with more than scott pilgrim we are dealing with a much more uh manga-esque art, art style right, right. but but not not. I think this is like if there's a house manga, this is like a house manga. It's not as right? chi- it's not as chibi as I think it could be, right? Like right. And nor is it is sort of you get this manga where it's overly sexualized as well. It's not that either, right? So or it's just, super like um, uh, uh, hatched. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lines. This is I think I think this is also you know you and I have talked before. Like I don't love manga art all that much, right? I really, this I can do. This one, I the art on here works really well for me. It's not too, like, it, it's not too hyper, real, like, hyper realism, or, like, not, like, it's, you know, it, it ends up some manga. This is the cartoonier side of manga that I can do. When they start drawing people that look a little too, like, real but not real you know what i mean i can't i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. i like can't phrase Candy valley manga yeah. right 
Um, this, I really enjoy the art style on this. And like I said, I love all the dumb diagrams and all the maps and all the, and well, the and pictures the of the food. Too. Yeah. They, they, in the art. Yeah. They, they, they kept like little, they kept the kanji and the hiragana for it, yeah. but then they would translate it underneath it. Yeah. So like you didn't lose anything. You just got like a little extra translation. On yeah. There. Um, in it, in it. So, and then all of the pictures of the food, Travis, are fantastic. It's great. It all it's looks great. delicious. Just... The monster designs too are like even the mandrakes are yeah. are like really cool, fun representations of that. And I think that that allows you to. I think that's the thing that I think I appreciate about this so much is you get to put your this concept is such a well known idea. This dungeon crawling thing. There's enough of it around in pop culture and in nerd culture. That it allows you then to go, okay, here's a framework. How can I make it my own? What can I do to design this monster differently? What can I do to do this lore a little bit differently? What can I do to give this dungeon my spin? And I think all of that is done really, really well. And then you get to add the fun of the cooking in it and the fun of like designing the dish around a monster. Um, and then I think the very last uh, issue in here the last chapter is about the living armor which is a is a, a trope yeah. in all like just a, a straight up trope right yeah but, yeah yeah you see it everywhere Mickey Mouse how, cartoons we'll but it. how it works in this brilliant is fan I ne would never would have thought because he seriously want to we want to spoil that one or do we want to keep that on there um, we spoil a lot in this one. I think we have spoiled so, a lot in this one. I would tell yeah, you that's yeah. that's one not to spoil. If I, I really suggest, I, I really it's a cheap read. It was quick. It was it's fun. Super creative the way it, that it like, is the living it, armor thing is there, and it makes sense. You're like, yeah, I can see yeah, this happening, I, and and it a really great way to do it. And and so, Travis, this is an anime on Netflix. Um, it is four episodes, and it follows this to a t it is really? like panel for panel almost panel for panel dialogue is very similar so i watched like two episodes then i read this and then watched the other two or three episodes so we watched it as a family while we huh. ate we watched it as a family while we ate dinner so oh. for like for like a week when we because it's like a half an hour cartoon like 20 minute sure, cartoon sure. right so we literally would sit i eat dinner while we're watching this play out and it is just as creative. It is literally this volume as a cartoon. The art style, almost ex like exactly the same. The characters look exactly the same. The dialogue is the same. It is like a shot for shot. So if you enjoyed this, the anime yeah. is great. It's it's. What do you think is it can like? At, you watch the anime first, at least one episode of it. Then yeah. you read it. Is it is it? Do you like one more than the other? Like I like Scott Pilgrim more than I like the animated Scott Pilgrim. I think you get to pull, you get to hang on the goofiness in here a little longer because you get to look at the diagram longer. Like, yeah, you get to spend time with that, but they even throw up the diagram of the mushroom and the food pyramid and the food, the cooking food, how they cook the food is it looks amazing on the Good. anime yeah it, it looks very well, it also allows you there's so many subtle like the way the characters engage, engage with each other is so humorous like they're yeah. kind of like dismissive yeah uh actions like that you really have to create the comedy in your mind in here so i'm interested to see the show to see the their 
comedic timing, like what they're doing. Yeah, it works really well. I would tell you, like, it, I think it is just, uh, I think it's four episodes because they combined the two living armor chapters in here into one cartoon. And then um, I'm pretty sure uh, like the bat and the, I think, and maybe it's, I don't remember. So it ends up being, it might just be five episodes or something like that. They might combine two of them together. The omelet and the basilisk might go together uh, or the tart and the, like they do one of them okay, where, yeah, yeah. where two of the meals go together. Um, but it is, it's great. It was a ton of fun. And that's why I wanted to, that's why I said, all right, Travis, let's read this. Like I watched one episode and I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. This is like, cause the commercial is like based on the hit manga about, you know, that brought the idea of cooking into like, like a famous and, cooking manga. And, and that's what it is. And when we talk about like who to recommend this to, it really just comes down to like people who just like weird, yes. eccentric stuff. You know, like the sense of, I don't know, if you're going to go shop like a Japanese stationery store to buy like weird erasers or pens, then you'll (laughs) like this, you know? Or, I mean, I would even tell you like, if you like D&D or you like, you know. Oh, if you like D&D for sure, pick this up. Yeah, if you, even if you like any sort of stuff, like like, maybe you don't, you've never played D&D as a board game, but you liked Lord of the Rings or you liked, you like playing video, video games that are in this genre right like i liked this better than that dungeons and dragons one that we read based on that podcast that those brothers do i would tell you that this is if you like the adventure zone if that's a podcast you listen to with the mcelroy brothers this is very much the same vein it's comedy D &D, right? right um that's what this that's what this is um and and if you enjoyed that this is really in that vein. So if you like the Adventure Zone podcast or you read the graphic novels that they've put out, I think they put out like four or five of them now, um, this would be incredibly up your alley. This would this would be it. Yeah, right for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna tell you right now, Travis, this is what I'm gonna read. This is gonna be like you're gonna get you're gonna get, you're gonna consume the the time. I'm, I'm gonna get this is gonna be the thing I'm gonna read this year. Every once in a while, I'll buy the next one and just. I'll be curious as you go through it to see if they continue this that's, pattern. Like, does it hold per right? issue? Yeah. yeah, does it hold up? Um, because they kind of break the formula and they give you two two vo- two issues that are about the living armor, right? Um, right, so, and do they within the ten volumes do they ultimately meet this goal? and rescue the person they want and then move to a different environment. Right. You know, I would, cause I mean, there's like, like six monsters just in one volume. Right. So if there's like 10 volumes all in this dungeon, I mean, you're talking like me you come with like 40 different monster recipes. Yeah. But I would, that's the other thing. It's like, it's a lot of recipes, right? The, the number of monsters is just in the genre itself. There's a billion of them. Right. Right. Um, but you have to be, cause I think they were talking about, there's like one scene where she's like, I'm not going to eat something that looks like a person like a goblin or whatever right. she's like we're not eating goblins <laughs> like, right yeah 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 that was, that was funny too like she called them like like proto-humans or something yeah. like that. no we're not eating we're not, <laughs> we can't do that i can't eat proto-humans which is a but that'd be, that'd be a funny plot point to cross at some point a little bit later on yeah you know yeah um but i i had 
I had a ton of fun with it. Super, super. It was a blast reading it. So this is definitely one that I'm going to read more of. This was fun and very and, quick and, and lighthearted. And yeah, Gabby's going nice. to get mad at me because this is going to be 10 of those mangas sitting on my shelf because You're sitting on your shelf now. <laughs> I, I, like, it's just it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I want that. I want to hold. I want to be able to hold it. I want to be able to. Especially if you're going to you're going to commit to the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that wraps that up, Travis. That's where we're at. Right. Like. Uh, I think if you liked anything that we mentioned in the run up to this, you should definitely go read this. It's cheap. It's not expensive. It was like it's seven, cheap. It's quick. Six yeah. bucks or something like that to read it. So pick it up and give or it a, go. Give it I mean, even if you don't want to read it, go go watch go the watch, anime. Go watch, just watch one episode of the anime. The art style for the food, like it gets super realistic when they draw the food, right? Like, have like steam coming. Yes, out and, and the I'm bubbles sure and stuff, boiling yeah. and stuff. It's it looks it looks delicious, even though they're eating a. Uh, a slime scorpion. yeah a scorpion a slimy scorpion um all right i think that's it folks thanks for tuning in you can find us over on uh the website comicexposure.com. uh you'll find all the episodes on your favorite podcast apps write uh write a review rate us favorite us follow us how whatever you do on those things uh and tell your friends and then this is my this is our this is a multi-episode about some manga where i want to go you know what it's okay to get out of your comfort zone you might find something. Fun. Yeah, I think I think we need to make room at least for a couple of manga every year. I think try so. something new. I think I yeah, think this yeah, is yeah. a fun little experiment in uh, trying other comics. Plus, there's so much there. So you know yeah. how we we read so much, and then it's like, well, what's the new one? Well, I don't. I'm yeah. talking about that author, whatever it is. It's just everything's new yeah. to us, pretty much. Exactly, you know? exactly. All right, folks. Thanks, manga holes. That's <laughs> fill all of my manga holes. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll see you next trade.